Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Rocking and rolling on a Friday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One Bills Live is the show. Jam-packed show for you today, which we'll get to in just a second. Holy mackerel. We're coming, I, you know, we're, it's Friday. We're two days away from a big division game. It's, we're in our wheelhouse here, Bills, Bills Mafia. It's Friday of a home 1 o'clock game against a Jet. Let's was, go! Well, when was the last time <laughs> that happened? I know, right? Holy crow. You it wait feels... for these days. We're in May and April. We're going, <coughs> when does this team yeah, going to see? Now it's like, woohoo! The last time they played at home was November 13th. I know, it was a month ago. Literally. almost It was like 28, 29 days ago. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts that it's been a month, number one. Going on their 13th game, and this is going to be just their fifth home game. Think about that. Yeah. 13 games, five at home. And one of the five was in Detroit. Well, no, I wasn't, I wasn't counting. Count- no, I'm, I'm counting mm. this Sunday as the fifth home game out of 13. Right. Because you got Minnesota, Green Bay, Tennessee, and what's the other one? Well, you- Minnesota, Green Bay, Tennessee. Oh, dang it. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Those are the four. Yeah. Yeah. So the Jets this Sunday will be the fifth. Will be the fifth. In the, that's right. In their thirteenth like, yeah, right. game. We only had four. Eight on the we road. Only had four. Five at home mm. after Sunday. We only had four. Two of them God. were at night. It's it's nuts. It's, been a, it's absolutely nuts. And the fact that this team is nine and three, despite all that garbage. Being as injured as they have been. Yeah, got to tip your hat. You and really they've had – and let me say, we've we said it. People aren't giving it. They've had the hardest schedule of anybody in the, in the AFC. They have beaten better teams, teams with better – because of the, the way the division has fallen. All, yeah. The Dolphins are playing well. The Jets are playing well. The Patriots are playing well. The Bills are at the top of the division. And then, of course, they also they – also they played, well, the, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Good grief. Yeah. It, that's saying something. Um, this week's game sponsor, incidentally, is Independent Health. Independent Health is an official health and wellness partner of the Buffalo Bills. Let's jump right into the practice updates, which are, as always, are presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. And today, head coach Sean McDermott, Addresses the media. He actually appears uh, on WGR here in Buffalo on Friday mornings. And he essentially laid it out as far as how the injury situation looks. He declared defensive tackle Jordan Phillips and fullback Reggie Gilliam out for Sunday's game against the Jets. Um, Phillips suffered the shoulder injury against New England last week. Gilliam has an ankle injury. Neither of them have practiced at all this week, so those two will be out of the equation. And, Steve, I don't know about you, but, you know, if Coach Dorsey wants to use 21 personnel and he doesn't have Reggie Gilliam, my best guess for who fills that role is Quentin Morris, right? the tight end. So that would be my best guess as to who would replace him if 21 personnel is part of the game plan on Sunday. Well, 21 means two backs, one tight end. 
they could go pony, go two running backs. They too. could, yeah, yes. they could, they could, they could go they twenty did. if they want, right? Which they could do easily with Cook, Singletary, Hines in some sort. They some did fifteen snaps of it last week right. against New England with you, two backs. We may see more of that. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like it in that the way it looks against the Jets' defense. Yeah, uh, the last game because I looked it up. They ran about ten plays. Of 21 personnel in the first meeting with the Jets. Um, See, I like it because of what it does to Mosley, C.J. Mosley in the well. Movie. Yeah, you and you know we talked to Michael Robinson about this. He said, "Just run 20. Don't even put right. a tight end on the field. Right. Get three receivers out there with Hines and Cook. You got five guys that can catch. You got five Blazers out there. Right. That's what I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, you gotta you gotta block it up. I mean, you gotta protect it because if yeah, you have to they, make sure you can protect. But it's got you've got to figure it's coming out fast anyway, right? Yeah, five guys in the pattern, and spread the defense. When you got running backs in the backfield with Josh, either split backfield with him and shotgun or or pony when he's under center. Two running backs; those guys are out there and they're available fast. Um, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. You can you can you're it's good. Uh, I like that. I like that right. matchup because Mosley then has to, he's he's running after one of those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and not coming after Josh, or not you know he can stuff the run I guess still too. But uh, I just like it. I, yeah. I, People are probably wondering the other player who is questionable in nature for Sunday's game, Matt Milano. What's his status? He was participating in practice here on Friday. To what degree, we do not know yet. We'll have to wait for the Friday injury report to be released a little bit later on in the show. But head coach Sean McDermott said this morning they'll see how he comes through today and tomorrow. So we'll see what the designation is here later today. This seems to be trending in a game-time decision direction. Um, Unless they just say, look, watch him in practice today and say, I don't like that way that looks. The difference now compared to back in week nine when they did not have Milano for that game is they do have A.J. Klein. And as much as Mike White has been throwing the ball around the yard, at their core, this offensive scheme is predicated on their run game. And I like A.J. Klein against the run. I do too. I don't know if you have a more instinctive player than him at the second level than A.J. Klein. I, I totally agree. And, you know, it, the run game, the Jets need it. They yeah. really need it. And if you can – A.J. Klein, I, I think you're not you're, – you're gaining something in the run defensive when he's on the field. So, uh, then you – and that, for me, if you're the Jets, you're thinking, okay, we're going to try and throw it if A.J. Klein has to see the field. Well, you're going to – the last thing they want to do is drop Mike, Mike White back 35, 40 times. And he dropped back almost 60 times last week. And, yes, they're in the game with a chance to win, but they had two cracks, two bites at the apple in the last three minutes, and they didn't get it done. And went one for six in the red zone and three for 16 on third down. They need a run game to keep them in manageable down and distance because Mike White, yes, productive player, gets the ball out fast, makes their offense functional. But if it's all on him, that's when they run into problems. Situationally. And we've talked about it a ton, and you hear it, it's almost you know it's almost football one on one at this point. When you get down to the red zone, you got to have the threat of a run, if not a really productive running game. Period. And if the Jets can't run it out in the field, they're certainly not going to be able to run it down close. The Bills have that always in their back pocket because of Josh. I mean, they just pull it under his arm and and go, and he's two hundred fifty pounds. And you better have two guys there to stop him, or he's going to bulldoze one or jump over the guy right yeah uh, it's a problem for teams with the bills in the red zone because they can run the football all the time the jets if they don't run the football and they're trying to throw it all over the yard that's what got them into trouble last week in minnesota you got to run the ball when you're down close you got to have that threat because this, you need to pack those guys in around the line of scrimmage because there's no space elsewhere if they don't pack it in there's no place to throw the football if they jump in on a run fake or something like that then there's a little bit of a crack of space in the passing game. But they don't do that if they don't think you're going to run it or you can't yeah. run it. So that's a problem for the Jets. If you get them to where they can't run the football or don't think they will run the football, that's an enormous loss for them, more so than some other teams you can name. One last note on Milano. Coach also revealed that Milano sustained the injury he's currently dealing with 
early in the game against New England last Thursday, but played 100% of the snaps and finished the game. So here we are already over a week after that injury occurred. And we'll have to see again what his practice participation is when the injury report comes out. But we're just going to have to wait and see how things look going forward for him. Good news, Deion Dawkins, David Questenberry, who are both trying to return from ankle injuries, are practicing again today. They've been participating on a limited basis all week. We'll see if either of them do a bit more today. But things look to be trending in the right direction for both of them to be available on Sunday, which is big, knowing the Jets' defensive front is really the strength of that defense. Yeah, you got to have your big boys up front, 100% or as close to it. Uh, Dawkins especially. And Questenberry because you need a swing guy. Um, Certainly the Bills have used Bobby Hart at times uh, over the last few weeks, but he, they bring him in as an extra offensive lineman and giving him that role. So they, when they go heavy, it has really helped them in situations. But, man, Deion Dawkins, you, they need him. Yeah, They need him big time. Big time. Odell Beckham Jr. news as the world turns. He joined Amazon Prime Video's Thursday Night Football in the Shop for the broadcast last night. Beckham said at this point he's targeting a return for the postseason only. I don't think that's terribly shocking. A lot of the reports, you know, before he did his three-team free agency tour were indicating he wouldn't be fit to even begin practicing until mid-December at the earliest. I realize we're practically there now, but if it's postseason only, we're talking mid-January, a month from now. Uh, This was a direct quote that he made when appearing on that program last night. Quote, I haven't made a decision, and for me, I would like to be in a stable environment, get up at 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. I've played football for a long time. I'm not saying that I couldn't step in and play regular season, but I don't see the point. I really don't. I would rather play when the pressure is on. I see he's phrasing it a certain way here, Steve. But I think he and his, and his doctor probably knows, hey, the longer you wait and take time to get this thing strengthened properly, build endurance into that knee again, the better you're going to be for whoever you sign with. I think the question becomes, who does he sign with and when? And what is the ramp-up period necessary to have him ready to perform for your team in the postseason. What's the run-up time? You know what I'm saying? I get it. And he wants to play in the postseason, so what does that do? That that removes what? Half the teams in the league or more than half the teams in the league from the from the running. I mean he's not he doesn't it's obvious he didn't want to come back and play for somebody who's not going to be in the playoffs. The first time he's going to be able to to me, this takes him off the table for everybody this year even in the playoffs. Oh, you don't think anybody signs him? No. No, I don't. Because uh, it's like you said, you've got to come in and get acclimated. And I don't know that it becomes less likely or more likely the longer we get or the deeper we get into the regular season, the closer we get to the playoffs. Is it less likely or more likely? Okay. I, the longer you wait, the harder it is going to be for him to contribute. And if you wait... Another two weeks. So you got three games left in the regular season. You give him three weeks to get acclimated, and then coming in the playoffs. If you're in, if indeed your team is in the playoffs, I don't. That's a big question mark. Are you going to start a guy that hasn't played a snap in the wild card round or the divisional round? If it's your the guy's been week? there and done it, I would. That's why I'm asking. What's the ramp-up period here? Because if he's only going to play for you in the postseason, now your, your next plan I get is it. how many weeks do we need him to practice with us and be ready where we can trust him out there on the field it would to be, perform in, a, in the most important game of the season, a win-or-go-home situation? You would have to be so careful and cautious about his ramp-up because what are you going to do if he comes in and, and you know, we had Xavier Rhodes on yesterday. What are you going to do if he comes in and bang, Xavier Rhodes injury, pulls, a, snaps a hamstring? Yeah. Well, then, well, that, it's wasted. 
Mm-hmm. That's all wasted. So you think most teams are going to say the risk is too high and the reward is too low. And for us, it's just not going to work. For most of these teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, you go down the list, Baltimore, you know, Tennessee, who's begging for somebody to throw the football to, or on the other side, Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco, you know, Tampa, Dallas, Dallas maybe. I mean, we've talked about Dallas and the Giants, all that, and the Seattle Seahawks who are in the, who are in the mix right now. All these teams, are there, are there going to be – is there going to be a point where they feel like Odell Beckham is going to be the thing that tips them over? Because if, for the division winners and for the teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and the, and the Cowboys and the Vikings and the Eagles, they think, shoot, we're good now. We're good now. I mean, this guy over here that's playing the role that OBJ would take, he, we're, we're kind of winning games with him. Yeah. Why are we going to do that and sabotage the guy who's helped us all year, sabotage his ability to contribute for a guy who may be a step faster or have a more cachet in a name? Let's, I, I, and I'm not saying that OBJ would come in and upset the apple cart, not at all. But, man, oh, man. He would change the pecking order at Why? the receiver position. All these teams have got to have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. The Bills are not chief among them. Well, and as are we, chief among them. Here's the other thing, though. As we know, the NFL is a week-to-week league. One of these teams suffers an unfortunate injury at the receiver position. You know, the Eagles, A.J. Brown goes down in week 16. Suddenly, so now, so suddenly you got seven days to get him acclimated and stick him in there, hoping no, he doesn't snap a hammy. Not going until the playoffs. You got week six, 17, you got week 18, and then if Philly has the bye, you got another week. You got three weeks to ramp him up, get him ready for the postseason, where you no longer if, have your number one wide receiver anymore. Great. That's in that scenario. I think somebody would jump in, on. Sure. Uh, great. Yeah. In that scenario, when you're going to AJ Brown blows a tire. Yeah. Or you know, Justin Jefferson blows a tire. Right. Or, you know, I mean, that, come on. Or, or Could Steph happen. Diggs, Steph Diggs. Could happen. You know, breaks his foot or something. You know, all that. You know, that's a, yes, it could happen. You're talking about the the Cinderella story of a week 17 or 18 injury with a team that's got time to sign a guy like OBJ, bring him in and acclimate him. Okay. Yeah. But that to me, that's the last vestige of an opportunity he will have to be signed. I'm, I think we're still in the in the spot now where it's the most likely he'll be signed because of the ramp up period. And we saw we saw it last night. And I said yesterday, and I'm, we're going to get to it in a minute. Oh, but yeah. the, the Baker Mayfield thing, where I said there's no way he's going to come in and impress them, <laughs> and he comes in and wins the game for them. Well, I, I, my mind is blown. So, but. <clears throat> There are teams out there, obviously. Even the Rams, they're, the Rams are going nowhere. Yeah. They didn't have anybody. So they said, why not? Right. Apparently, Sean McVay has liked Baker Mayfield for a long time. But Likes we were, him better today. We were reading the reports on the air yesterday. There were reports that, you know, John Wolford, their backup quarterback to Matthew Stafford, had a neck injury. He was questionable. He dressed. He played, I think, the first one or two series. And then exited, and Baker Mayfield came in, played the rest of the game. Yeah, played all but three plays. I mean, holy mackerel. And I watched and then, the first half, and then I couldn't watch the, I didn't watch the rest of it. And then, he was horrible in the first. Well, he had moments where he made throws like an yeah. NFL quarterback. But it was 16-3, or 13-3, I think, at half. And it went to 16-3 in the fourth quarter. And... Man, they win. Well, and the Raiders helped give it away. I mean, they gift wrapped that thing for the Rams. It's just well, it's what stupid, they do. stupid football by the Las Vegas Raiders time and again. It's what they do. I mean, the Rams made a handful of plays. Koronic made some nice catches at the end of the game. So, too, did Van Jefferson. And, you know, Baker was pulling the trigger. What did he have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Right. Um, but the Raiders helped him. I mean, first of all, they get a sack on Mayfield late in the game. And one of the Raiders' defensive linemen decides when Mayfield gets up, I'm going to slap the ball out of his hands. Bing! Flag for taunting. 15 yards. So the sack and the loss of yardage on the sack gets wiped out by a 15-yard stupid, stupid penalty. 
And they had a couple others, too. They had a pass interference call on a play that was never going to get completed. And then they give up a 23-yard or 22-yard touchdown pass on a little fade by playing man-to-man Yeah, that was in their own year. end. I mean, what are you doing? And Josh McDaniels, for what it's worth, was criticized for punting. Well, it was I, like a fourth and what was it? A fourth and one at their thir- their own thirty eight yard line. They decide to punt, and the punt was great. Got, got down to the two yard line. Yeah, it was perfect. They're all pumping their fists. Oh yeah, got them right, right, right. Wada. A team that had scored one touchdown all night. Yeah, with a guy that just came off the tarmac. So at gonna, LAX, they're going to ask him to go ninety eight yards in less than two three minutes of the game time. You know. Uh, yeah, that was a that was an okay play. I was fine with that, and they should and and it worked because if you didn't do a stupid taunting penalty and yep. a pass interference penalty, and then on the coaches it was them playing man coverage. Yep. Yeah, you get what you deserve. So so far this season, and I can't take credit for knowing this. That we saw this online. Uh, Jeff Coltonak in our control room passed this along from Matt Verderam. Uh, who's an NFL reporter, he said the Raiders have lost the following games this year. This is mind-blowing. Raiders lead 20 to nothing against the Cardinals, lose the game. They led 17 nothing against the Jaguars, lost the game. Led 17 nothing at the Chiefs in Kansas City, lost the game. Led 16-3 to against Baker off the tarmac, <laughs> lost the game. And, and they also lost the game to Jeff Saturday in his first game as a head coach. That's a bad season. That is catastrophically awful. Now, here's the best part. Here's the best part. There are reports out of Las Vegas that Josh McDaniels will not be a one-and-done head coach for the Raiders, and it's not because of his inability to lead the team to victories. I mean, he's snatching, snatching... He's snatching defeat from the jaws of victory in these five games that we just listed. Um, word out of Las Vegas, according to some reports, is they're going to keep him as their head coach because they can't afford to fire him. They are still paying John Gruden and a large portion of his coaching staff that was jettisoned last year in the wake of the email scandal connected to the Washington Commanders. And they've got a cash flow problem in Las Vegas, according to some of these reports we've seen. So they can't afford to fire another staff and pay them to not work for them. That's pretty crazy. Well, it's, hey, takes a lot of money to run an NFL team. But, jo- and, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. The John Gruden, and the John Gruden incident still keeps being mentioned in the Dan Schneider investigation as to how that yep. all came about. Um, and that, is on an ongoing issue um, for not only the Raiders, but the league and the, and the Washington commanders, Josh McDaniels, who had the quick stint as the Denver Broncos head coach, then an even quicker stint as the Indianapolis Colts head coach, then backing out of that agreement. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) After he had hot, they had hired his defensive staff. He backed out of that job for whatever reason. And it's, yeah, it's a mess out there. Yeah, it's a mess. The, the The way they have lost games this year is, it seems to me, it is a hundred percent on the coaching. Yeah. Two quick injury notes before we go to break. Uh, first, the Giants may have to face the Eagles this weekend without Saquon Barkley. He's got a sore neck, and Brian Dable said today he's not sure if he'll be able to go on Sunday. New York needs that win now down to seven and four record. They're still in the playoff hunt or still have one of the seven playoff seeds in the NFC, but they got teams hot on their heels. And then Ravens head coach John Harbaugh just told reporters moments ago, it looks like it's going to be Tyler Huntley at quarterback on Sunday against the Steelers. Lamar Jackson battling a sprained PCL, not expected to be ready in time to play there. And the Ravens clinging to the AFC North division lead with Cincinnati behind them just based on their head-to-head matchup earlier this season. Both teams are 8-4. So the AFC North race could get even crazier going forward coming out of this weekend. We have to take a break here, but when we come back, 
It is time for our weekly visit with Bill Safety, Micah Hyde. Nothing to hide coming your way with your questions and Micah's answers next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and joining us in studio now for his weekly visit is Bill Safety Micah Hyde for his segment, Nothing to Hide. Welcome, Micah. It's been a little bit of a hiatus here with the Thursday night games. You know, we've been kind of... Muddling our way through a different schedule as the players have, I'm sure. What's it been like in there? You know, we just, uh, whatever the schedule is, you've got to keep rolling with the punches and and keep going. Um, You know, I feel like we haven't had a a routine this year. It's just been like, you know, Thursday night games, Monday night games, Sunday night games, Sunday day games. So it's good, though. A lot of primetime games and a lot of guys are watching in on us. This does have to feel like a breath of fresh air for the locker room, getting a little bit of a buy, mini buy after the mm-hmm. Thursday game, then coming in and say, okay, here we go, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Exactly. Let's, let's it, work towards it. Yeah, you know, watching watching a little NFL games over the weekend and um, getting to chill with the family, that was, that was huge. Yeah. All right, so we put the call out to the fans on our social media account, One Bills Live, asking you for questions to ask Micah. So I've got the list here in front of me as we had a ton of responses. So the first one comes from Chris, and this is not from me. Um, (laughs) If you had to take three teammates with you into a foxhole, (laughs) who would they be and why? Three teammates into a foxhole, who would they be and why? I'm taking taking my DBs with me. Okay. um, You know, those are the guys that – you know, I watch a lot of film with, go to war with on the weekends. Um, and I'm going to say Tredavious. I'm going to say Poe. And I'll throw in Taryn. Okay. And those mm-hmm. those three, um, I'm going in and, and we're going to uh, we're gonna hang out. It's like the four amigos. Yeah, exactly. Four nice. amigos. Yep. It's That's crazy to foursome. think that what is this? This is like if you, if you were still on the field when Trey came back. Yeah. Well, that's st- – Six seasons mm-hmm. for the three of you, you, mm-hmm. Poyer, and Trey. And then Five Taryn came the next year, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Five years. Five. Man, that's throw, a in, throw in Tremaine, that's five, and throw in Milano, that's six. So that's the back seven, you know, been together for, for that wow. long. So, yeah. It's, uh, that it's is pretty impressive else. in the league to do that. Yeah, it is. That, and it, it makes a difference on the field, too. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, okay, question number two. This is from Jenna. Out of all the places you've traveled to, what is your favorite? And then what's the weirdest food you've tried mm. while traveling? Mm. I, I think I know who that is. Jenna Eckelberg. Shout out to Jenna. I miss yeah, you. She said, love you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, places, uh, favorite place I ever traveled to was Jordan. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, went yeah. to Jordan. Uh, my wife, um, her family is, is from there. So we went back. I saw where her parents grew up and all that okay. type of stuff. Went to Petra. Went oh, to yeah. Wadi Rum yeah, yeah. 
and went to the Dead Sea, and it was one of the most amazing trips I've ever been on. Can you still sit in the Dead Sea and float? Float, sit yeah. straight up. Yeah, you can't put your face in it though. It's so salty. You put yeah, your face yeah. in it, you're gonna you're gonna come up. But yeah, you sit in there, you float. They say you can sit like you're sitting in a chair and you'll float. You float. It's the crazy. So much. Salt. It's the craziest thing. Like when you look at the water from from like top down. It just looks. It looks like gasoline. You know the way gasoline looks. Oh wow! And you just get in it and you just float. Because there's that much salt. Yeah, but then you get the mud. You rub it all over your body. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, it's good it's, for your complexion. It's wow, cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah. What all about right. the food? What food have you eaten? Did, did uh, craziest food? Uh, maybe like kangaroo or something out in, out in the outback. It's uh, the tail, right? That's the delicacy. I, to part be honest, of the I have kangaroo. no idea, but I tried it and and it wasn't that bad. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Everything tastes like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. No, I, the only reason I asked that is because I, my parents have been to Australia and uh-huh. they said the part of the kangaroo that's considered the you know Best the, the yeah. premium part yeah, is yeah. the tail because of all the I mean eighty mm-hmm. percent of a kangaroo's muscles like in its tail. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I. I I just uh, just tried it, and like you said it tastes like chicken. Is it tender or like is it it's pretty, gamey it's or it's uh it's harder than chicken? Um, okay, so but, it's firm, but not yeah. not as like beef, you know, like, yeah. a, like a steak. Yeah, okay, so, it, so it's a, it might be a little gamey. Yeah. All right, I don't I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can if I ever go down there. I don't know. It's summer yeah, down I there now. It is. I go now. I made the mistake and went to the outback. I don't recommend doing that. No? Yeah, I got off the flight, too many flies, gnats. Like it was it was in, it was insane. Is that you, a seasonal thing though? I mean, it, I don't know. I I don't But you know were that. out in it. I, we you said, were roughing we it said officially. if we go to the outback, we or if we go to Australia, we want to go to the outback, and so we did. And as soon as we landed, we called our travel agent. Like, get it. us up, get us out of here. <laughs> it was hot, it was just bugs, it was it was wild. I regret that yes. decision. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Well, hey, yeah. you call an audible. Um, <laughs> Scott <laughs> Wants to know, hi, Mike, I hope you're doing well. My question is, besides playing football, mm-hmm. what else do you like to do in your spare time and why? Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about traveling. I love, right? I love to travel. We have two kids now, so that's a little harder to do. Right. Um, speaking of kids, though, I like to just hang out with them. You know, we're here mm-hmm. long hours hanging out. So when I get home, I like to just, you know, wrestle with MJ in the basement, play a little football. Um, he thinks he, he, his, his new favorite player now is Gosh Allen. Um, gosh, 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 yeah. gosh, Alan. So, you know, we play, gotta live with still it. working yeah, on the Jays. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he uh, runs around. He acts like he's Gosh, Allen, and um, my little girl. So we just we just play in the in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I know you play a little bit of golf once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. I, lo- I love to I love to golf, but like I said, kids kind of limit that a little bit. But I'm in San Diego. It's beautiful weather. It's always a good time to get out. Yeah. Josh would like to know how much have you helped. Damar Hamlin, with his development, mm-hmm. what's the biggest piece of advice you've given him? Well, just start off with the biggest piece of advice. I would say um, just just be yourself. I think that you know each and every player in, in our secondary and on our team really brings di- something different to to the to the team. And um, you know, Dham's not me, and I'm not Dham. So go out there and play your ball. What got you here? Um, be comfortable. Have, play fast. Have fun. Hit people. Um, that's he his hits. game. He, yeah, we know he hits. That's it. That's his game. So just go out there and do that. Um, and I just try to be in his air every now and then, whether if it's a skies or um, you know adjustments that we make or what I see to help him out throughout the throughout the week. Um, but I don't want to bombard him. I want him to go out there, play fast, play free, and so that's kind of my advice that I give him. How do you yeah. pick and choose that stuff? Because I'm sure you see something every series. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably got to be eating you like it's eating you up inside yeah, like yeah, oh I yeah. want to tell him I want to tell him but then yeah. like you just said you don't want his head swimming with mm-hmm. all the things that Micah just told me like exactly. worry about the call and then whatever so what what tips the scales and and puts you into he's got to know this yeah. this will make him if better on the field for the next series yeah if it's something that like what you said is is going to make him better for that next series I'm, I'm I have to you know obviously right. I have to say something to him. Um, but if it's just like a little nuance in our disguise that, you know, um, really isn't going to show up again the rest of the game, I'll wait till after the game, film study, and then right. I'll get to it when we talk about the game. Mm. Yeah, and as, you, as this season progresses, how have you seen him and Poe grow together too? I mean, because they've got to be getting yeah. better, more comfortable with each other. How, what are, what's the feedback well, been from well, them think, about how it's going? Well, even talking to Poe and seeing, you know, they're, the way they play together, um, just I think Poe's message is the same thing. Just go out there and be yourself. Yeah. So I think that once he was able to get out there, and he played a lot in training camp, but well, not with Poe, but then once the season came, you know, playing some with Poe, you could just see how they're gelling together disguise-wise. They're coming together a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because – you know, once I played, you know, I don't know how many snaps I played with Poe, but I know that 
when the when the ball's lined up, I know where Poe is at any given time. Even though I don't even see him, I know disguise wise with every single call where he's going to be at, what I need to show. And so Dham, you know, doesn't have that type of experience. So you see them kind of working on it, talking pre snap. Hey, if this if they come out like this, let's show this, let's do that. So it's really good to see. And I yeah. realize it's probably important to have that you know nailed down every week, but with a quarterback that's only played five regular season games in his career, mm-hmm. if you can change what he sees pre-snap, and it's totally different mm-hmm. post-snap, advantage defense, right? 100%. Like, Any way you can affect the quarterback, um, affect his feet, affect his arm, affect, the, affect his eyes with disguise, you're going to be successful. And so, um, you know, someone that hasn't seen every single defense, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, yeah. you got to go out there and you got to disguise and you got to make, you know, make it sticky for him. All right. Yep. So we've got another t- from the tweet sheet from Tony. He says, quarterbacks give these gift- Christmas gifts to the offensive line. What do you safeties mm. do? What do you guys do in your room about gifts? And also, when was the first time you met Jordan Poyer? Oh, man. So quarter- we, don't have, uh, we don't have quarterback money in our room. <laughs> so we're not getting ATVs. Doing all right. We're not getting right. ATVs and all that type right. of stuff. Uh, new cars and all that. Yeah. So, uh, we, yeah, we have a little uh, gift exchange. Everybody get a gift. I'm not going to say the amount, but everybody get a gift. And- do you guys go white elephant? Like you just – you put them in a pile and you and then draft you pick, pick. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. You pick one, and then you know if it gets stolen twice, then it's it's the the person yeah. gets no to more than gift. two steals. No more than two steals, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you put your name in a hat. And I think last year we went youngest to oldest. I didn't like that because I don't want to go last again. Yeah, right, right. Um, so I, I want to be in the middle flip of the pack. It. See yeah, yeah. We're, I don't want to go first either because that's that's not fair. You think so, that's a disadvantage? Yeah, going yeah, first yeah, in go, the white elephant? For sure, for sure. Yeah, we always had it though. If the guy at first, last is if last the guy who went good. first has if the person who went first has their gift at the end, they get it. They get to go last time. Mm, they just well, if it gets stolen, right? Really cool. If it gets if here, they if it never gets stolen. Now here's mm. now here's an important <laughs> part because people do this differently with the white elephant thing. When when they pick it, yeah. do they open it in yours, or so do they just you, sit with it? No, whenever you pick a gift, you, you have open to it. open it. You yeah. have to open That's it. That's why so, going last. So if you should want to go last. Because yeah. now you know everything that everybody yeah, has. If somebody opens something good and it got stole maybe once or I, I want oh it. the two steals yeah, or yeah, yeah okay, the two so steals that kind of plays into it too yeah so uh, all right so then uh, to meet. When was the first time? First I met time Poe? you met, right? So I, so we have a mutual friend, uh, Christian Kersey. I went to yep. college with. He played that Poe played with in Cleveland together. So before we got to Buffalo in 2017, it might have been 2015 after the season. Poe came out to San Diego, um, and I was, I want to say I met him at Hooters. I don't know how. <laughs> I think it was down the street from our from our apartment, and in uh, yeah. We were just eating some wings there. Next thing you know, Pose comes in and hanging out, and and uh, we're hanging out at the apartment. So that was the first time I've ever met Poe. Okay. And then two years later, teammates. So how weird was that? Because that's like, well, it, it was it like was two weird. years ago. You never would have thought. Never, probably. never would have thought. But it's funny right. because when I was in Green Bay, I was number thirty three. When he was in Cleveland, he was number thirty three. And so the laughing joke was, anytime Poe came up on film, whether for special teams or defense. They would be like, oh, look at Micah, look at Micah. Well, they were doing the same thing to him in Cleveland. Or, I'm sorry, look at, yeah, look at Micah saying for, for Jordan. And they were doing the same thing in, in Cleveland for him, saying, oh, you look just like 33 for, for the Packers. So, you know, is, is this funny that come full circle, we end up being, you know, teammates? Was and, 33 available here when you guys got here? It I'm, wasn't. Yeah, Cole Anderson had it. Okay. And he wanted uh he wanted a little compensation for it. And I said, uh, <laughs> it's not that serious. Okay, I didn't pick thirty three in Green Bay, so right. you know, I didn't okay. I didn't care. That's an that's an amazing thing. That's how you get your jersey number, you walk in and it's hanging there and it's like, Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. You know, for for a guy like me. For well me too. When I got to Green right. Bay, they told me you're number thirty three and I was like, I don't have a choice and they're like, Yeah, we already put Hyde on the back of it, so it's too late. Yeah. Thanks. And I was yeah, yeah. the last thing I want to do is make a stink when you get here, right? Like, oh hey, hey like you're that guy. Right. I don't want to be sure. that guy. I'm trying to make a team. Right. right. Yeah. Last one we got here is from Justice. Just how good of a coach is Leslie Frazier, and what premium does he bring to a defense? I guess what's, what's the best quality he brings to your defense? Yeah, well, first of all, congrats to, yeah. to Frazier. That's big time. Yeah, we uh, were over yesterday. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's amazing to see, you know, obviously him get the respect and the credit and, and you know, what he deserves. Um, but the, uh, what he brings to this defense, I, I love the way – 
that Frazier is after every single game. And I say this all the time. Like, there's no highs, there's no lows with Frazier. Like, he's a former player. He gets it. Like, every every game is not going to be your best game. Every game is not going to be your worst game. But within each game, um, we talk about, you know, what we can improve on, and we just continue to move forward. So I think that that's what he brings to this defense. He Obviously, he's calling plays. He's putting guys in position to make plays. But – after the game and just the mentality that he has, it's just always get better, always push for more. And as a player, you got to respect that. I mean, I, it was amazing to me. You see what this Dolphins offense has done the better part of the last six weeks. Mm -hmm. And you go back to week three and think about the defense he had to literally cobble together with all the guys that were down due to injury. And then down in numbers – yeah. 120 on the field. Yep. I mean, they scored 21 points, See, this, this, this including the, one touchdown on a short field yeah. after a fumble inside your own red zone. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the life of an NFL player. Is it's week in and week out. Steve, you know this. It's all about matchups. Right. Like it's all about matchups, and and maybe one week some guy might be out or yeah. or whatever it may be. But each and every week you got to face a different offense. With in you know you got to switch up your defensive scheme a Different little bit players, you know we could yeah. play the Ravens one week the next week you may play the Dolphins the next week you may play you know whoever so it's just I don't think people understand that you you're not going to go out there every single week and just blow people out it's yeah. it, and that it's just about matchups and it's hard to it's about matchups yeah. now more than ever for sure more than ever it's about getting your good guys matched up on their bad guys hundred yeah. percent what is your t I want to flip it around and talk about your guys offense a little bit. We've seen this migration the last couple of weeks here, and I actually asked Steph about it after the Detroit game. And I said, it looks like you guys are making a concerted effort to kind of diversify your offense, run the ball with a little more purpose and production, mm -hmm. you know, another thing for a defense to think about. And he said, well, we're kind of doing it on the fly. He said, I feel like we're growing as we're going. Mm -hmm. And it, he goes, it's not all going to be perfect every single week because we're trying to add – a pretty significant component to yeah. what we want to be as a complete offense. Number one, whether it's offense or defense, how hard is that to do on the fly in the, within the scope of a season? Mm -hmm. And then number two, give me the defensive perspective as to you know how challenging that is seeing the Bills offense doing what they're doing if you had to face them. Yeah, well, I think number one, uh, how how difficult is that? Um, during the season, yeah. During the, yeah, I mean, it's definitely difficult during the season, but at the same time, you know, from week one to, to week 17, you're trying to establish identity. And it, and throughout the season, it's going to change. Like, okay. you, you, you know, you got to become, you got to become, you know, one and start playing together and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I feel like that's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to see the offense, you know, getting an identity and, you know, establishing the run game and, you know, just getting everybody involved because that's what's harder, you know, for a defense. And so to transition into, you know, what I'm seeing as a defensive player if if offense is making the game two dimensional, it's tough. Yeah. You got to stop the run. You got to stop the pass. Stop the run, and then and then it becomes a guessing game. Like, oh, are they going to run the ball? They're going to pass the ball. And and as a defense, when you're when you're playing like that, and when you're you know having that guessing game, you're playing on your heels. You're not able to play fast and attack and whatever. Now, when it, when you know it's a passing situation, that D line pins their ears back. The 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 secondary is able to break on the football and all that type of stuff. It's so much easier. So. Um, I would say that it's cool to see our offense doing that because defensively I know how tough it is. Hmm. Right. Yeah, because I saw – I mean, and we heard you – know, you hear media reports all around the league, and there was this general opinion out there, you know, outside of this building, that the Bills' offense was depending on Josh too much to be Superman every single week, mm -hmm. and they had to diversify and be more than just that. I mean, that, first of all, that's a gigantic burden, even if it is somebody as talented as Josh. Yeah. But number two, I just kind of harken back to last year. That run game kind of hit its stride the last mm -hmm. month of the season, and you guys on offense were, like, unstoppable when you got to the playoffs. And I'm thinking, ooh, looks like we're heading down that road again yep. here. Hey, you want to be playing your best football come December. Uh, come December, your best football into January. And, you know, when, when our offense is, is putting up, you know, some – the dual attack and running the ball, passing the ball, it's fun to watch. It is very fun to watch. So, you know, just keep giving them confidence and yeah. 
hit this thing running. Good stuff, man. Thanks for coming. It's good to see you again, good man. It's been too, a minute. Man. Yeah, Thank we'll you. catch Thank up with you folks. next week as well. That's Micah Hyde here on Fridays with his segment, Nothing to Hide. If you have questions that you want to ask Micah, you can send them to us now, and we'll get them off to him next week on next week's edition of Nothing to Hide. We'll take a break here. Be back with more on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, it is that time, and it's actually appropriate since we have a home game. Holy cow, tailgate Friday. Presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health care plan of the Buffalo Bills. This is our weekly exercise where we ask you, what's on the grill? What's on the fold-out table at the tailgate for this Sunday's game against the Jets? And let me pull up the list. Diane, not sure about my breakfast yet, but we're making chicken corn chowder for lunch. So Diane, obviously, an early entry into the parking lot. Parking lot's open at 9. It sounds well, like her and her crew are the kind of people that are waiting in line to pull into the lot when it opens at mm. 9. Because she's either, talking about breakfast and or, lunch. Eh, it might be a watch party, too. Who knows? Because, I don't know. That just doesn't even mean that she has to go to the game. But, yes. That's true. But, yes. But if you are planning breakfast, <laughs> you're an early entry you're into an early the lot. Yeah, particularly for those 1 o'clock games. Oh, my goodness. That's an early shot. Some people do just like to roll out of bed, though, layer up. They load the car the night before. Yeah, yeah. Anything that needs to stay in the fridge gets yanked out in the morning, thrown in the back, and I'm then they're, they're on the road already. I'm, I'm over here, here kind of early as well on game days. On when do you, when do you do it on? For a uh, 1 o'clock. Somewhere between 9, 9.30. Yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. And, and it's, it's busy when you get here, right? I mean, there's traffic when you get oh, yeah. here at that time, right? There is. Yeah. There is. No question about it. Mike for Tailgate Friday says the anticipation for this one is crazy. It calls for a Bloody Mary after a couple of cups of coffee, some sausage, egg and cheese croissant sandwiches, and right before kickoff, we'll crush some cherry and apple-smoked chicken drums and chase them with beer on tap. Go Bills. Cherry and apple-smoked drums there you go wow they got I, it together i wonder how that would taste i'm intrigued yeah i'm not huge on the whenever i get an egg sandwich i don't need the cheese mm. i'll go bacon and egg i'll go sausage and egg and oh, i don't know no. i just uh, i don't mm. need the cheese i realize that's kind of the glue of the breakfast sandwich yeah i but I don't usually go cheese. I do need ketchup, though. Almost everything's better with melted cheese on it. Right. I, no, I won't disagree with that. But I get it. But I will if say it's this. Right, if it's good bacon, do you like your eggs scrambled always, or do you like it, you know? I, I'll do a fried egg. Yeah, exactly. A fried egg, or do you like it scrambled? I'll do both. I can do yeah, both. Yeah, I don't care either. I, like, I, I, I sometimes like the... Just I don't the, like the sunny side. I just like the fried egg. Yeah, sometimes over hard. Yeah, I don't like sunny side up. So. I don't have a problem either way. I like sunny side up too. I can't do even it. even on the sandwich because then it gives it some like a condiment. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, see now, but I'm if I'm going to put cheese on a breakfast sandwich burger, I like Swiss. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a little stronger. I like Swiss. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's all taste. You or know? I shouldn't say you should get the I cheese. I should say you I, like. pref- I prefer Swiss. Well, I, whatever. It's if, if it's a cheese I like, I, don't, I like a lot of them, and I don't like some of them. You're but, a big Havarti guy. Well, Havarti is the best cheese you can eat just by itself. For a sandwich, just by itself. Okay. Um, it's yeah, Havarti's like it's like butter. It's like butter, <laughs> and you know. <clears throat> but I like I like other, I like a little stronger cheese like you for sandwiches. Yeah. Um. I'm big on the Swiss, big on the spicy brown mustard. Sharp cheddar. You and I are banana pepper guys. Yep. You can throw those on there all the better. Yep. So. I'm all about it. I even like banana peppers on pizza. So. I have just, I just got one of those recently, which I've never, I'm not. Oh, you've never done it? I hadn't. I have now. And I'm a big fan. I gotta say. I gotta be, I was a big fan of it. It was good. It was really good. Add a little something-something. Gives a nice little kick. Yeah. All right, that is Tailgate Friday, and uh, we encourage you for next week's home game, get your Tailgate Friday recipes and plans into us ASAP because that game's going to come up on us in a hurry being Saturday night. Mm, uh, mm, so we mm, want to have mm. a really good 
tailgate Friday for you next week. So if you're yeah, that, already, <clears throat> if you're not coming to this week's game, but you're coming next week, and you already got your menu set up, send I, it off to I, us, and we'll get it on next Friday. I'm a little bit like the players. Like I, I kind of take these games one week at a time, but just you know, just to give a little opening salvo as to next week's game, a Saturday night game, all day Saturday, yeah, in that parking lot with nothing to do the next day. Well, I mean, here's the thing. That's, that's going to be. So it's a, that's got that's a what recipe. is that eight fifteen kickoff? I think. Yeah, that's a confluence in a Christmas week. That's a confluence of events that's that could spell. Yeah. I mean, some think busted, about this. A lot of busted tables from from the time on the calendar alone, Steve. The amount of holiday party dessert leftovers you could bring with you Saturday night alone. Yeah. On top of whatever food you're going to prepare for the day, you could get started at about 11, do lunch and an early dinner, take a food coma nap at about 5.30, <laughs> wake up at 6.30, and then get you know lathered up for the game. Yeah, get like, into the full sweat. That could be a full-day um, effort. <clears throat> that could be a two-meal tailgate. I think, I think next Saturday's got the makings of a, of a bender on the horizon. <laughs> I mean, for, for a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> okay. I might have to, you, know, to, you just leveled up there on me. Like the old, I wasn't like expecting old, that. Like the old Bible saying, you got to gird your loins for a weekend like that. Oh, my oh gosh. My yes. Save yourself for Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Be a lot of water during the week to, to make sure you're properly hydrated. Yeah, knowing a, alcohol is a dehydrator. That's a, that's a five-cigar day right there. Oh, okay. I see where you're going now. Uh, we are going to take a break here because when we come back, it's our weekly visit from the man who chops up the X's and O's better than anybody. Senior producer from NFL Films, Greg Cosell, going to join us for hour number two here on a Friday on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.